Go find that forgotten cup of coffee and grab a seat. It's time for season two of Decidedly Dry. You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. Well, 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 here we are. Season two is here, and we are sure off to a great start. I hope that you enjoyed last week's chat with Miss Casey from the Hello Someday podcast, and that you had a great, great 4th of July. I am actually recording this intro on the 4th. I know, you're thinking to yourself, wait wait till the last minute, girlfriend. Um, And if I'm being honest, guys, I can't really say that this is one of my top favorite holidays. Yes, I love the family time. Yes, I'm grateful for our freedom. But with neighbors that turn this into the 12 days of fireworks and me loving my sleep, this gal is ready for them to run out of their fireworks stash. What do you say we get going? Today, I'm interviewing my old favorite friend, Kylan. Kylan is a small, or excuse me, multi-small business owner here in the Pacific Northwest. Her and her family live in the middle of wine country like I do, and she is a sober mom of two. She has set the goal to at least make it a full calendar year without a sip of alcohol, and she's quite on her way. She's someone that I personally looked up to and strive to be like when I owned my Stroller Fitness franchise, and she is someone that I'm honestly just happy to have in my life and to be able to call a friend. Just as a reminder, you know I gotta mention this, you can always help support the podcast by hopping on Apple Podcasts to to subscribe, like, and review, or you can always head to my website at decidedlydry.com, click the podcast button, and contribute to my production costs there. Special shout out to Amanda, Laura, and Emily. Thank you for donating to the show. I'm sending you big, big hugs, and I am honored that you believe in this show. So thank you. Also, very quickly before we get started, my beautiful little Decidedly Dry journal, it's all grown up, and now it is available on Amazon. Can you believe it? Check it out when you get a chance. And if you have purchased one in the past, feel free to give it five stars there so that hopefully it can reach more people and help them on their sober journey as well. All right. Thank you for listening. Here is Kylan. Well, hello, everybody. It's Jess with Decidedly Dry. And today my guest is Kylan. Hi, Kylan. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so, so excited to have you here. Thank you in advance for taking the time. Well, thanks for thinking of me. You bet. You bet. So we are just going to jump right in and I would love for you to tell listeners just a little bit about yourself. So who you are, if you have kids, where you live, job, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, My name is Kylan and I live in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I'm a mom of two. Um, they are 12 and 10 and I live in Portland. I said that, um, we are an active family and I 
my husband and I work together. We have a mortgage company and a development company, a property development company. And um, we have a short-term rental, like vacation home rental company out in the Columbia River Gorge as well. I love it. And I was shaking my head. I know listeners don't know that, but Kylan and I go way back. So we were both in... (laughs) the fitness industry. And I was shaking my head when you told me your kids ages because, oh my gosh, I, Kylan, I can't believe how old they're getting. <laughs> I know. I love it. Me oh, either. <laughs> it's insane. Cause I was trying to think we met when I was pregnant with my first. So gosh, that must've been yeah. forever ago. Oh my gosh. So that must've been, I think it was nine years ago. Is that right? Yeah. He'll be 10. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's we're getting old. I think we're getting old. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) Oh, thank you for the, for the intro. And I mean, you are on decidedly dry. So we're going to talk about alcohol. We might as well just get into it. Right. Um, I would love to know however much you want to share, just kind of your history with alcohol, maybe when you started, when you stopped anything you want to share. Okay. Well, I kind of, I started late in life, I would say. Um, I didn't drink in high school or college much. I was, I've always been a very type A focused person. Um, And um, like in college, my husband, not husband at the time, but husband now, we, um, we worked full-time we went to school full-time we remodeled a home in college um Jake got his real estate uh, real estate license when he was 19 um he, he had an internship at Merrill Lynch I was working um waiting tables and kind of paying the bills and I mean I was just really focused it was alcohol was never on my radar much um I've always been like a health health and wellness has always been really important to me. And I just, I couldn't, it just wasn't of interest um, in, I guess, the time frame of your life and college when it, it usually is. Um, and then I moved to Portland, Jake and I moved to Portland and started working and we have a drink here or there with, you know, friends or whatever. And um, it was always like, okay, I could take it or leave it. It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for this one event so I can have a drink. It wasn't ever like that. Um, And fast forward, like um, had kids again, like didn't bother me taking nine months off was nothing because I just didn't care. And it wasn't until I was 37 and my mom had a, a hemorrhagic stroke suddenly. And, um, it changed a lot of things, um, for me just because it, I had never really experienced that kind of situation in my life. Um, Jake and I had lost other family members before, but it was very different when it was my mom. And, um, I guess that's the point in my life where, um, my alcohol use just started to ramp up. It was just kind of the beginning of um, a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Um, I remember as when I owned my fitness franchise, I would always encourage clients to not drink for, you know, during our 
um, and you remember this probably the, the, the wellness challenge that we had every year and it was January through March and it was kind of an easier time to take off drinking alcohol. And I remember that being very easy for me. Um, but it wasn't easy for other, um, our clients, Mm -hmm. like other moms. And so, um, that was always kind of like, gosh, why is it hard? Mm. I don't understand why it's hard. And then, um, during my mom's recovery, we had that challenge and I thought, oh, it's hard. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of a, that was something I paid attention to. Um, that was the first, the first time I thought, okay, something, something different about my relationship with alcohol when it's, um, that hard to take breaks that I usually do. Um, and then as she recovered, it just became, she didn't, she didn't make a full recovery. Um, she, there's still a lot of the things that, um, I feel like I have to help her with. I don't really have to help her, but that's just my own um, my personality is I am a caretaker. And so what, what started to happen was, um, my kids started getting older. Um, I was helping my mom. I was in the middle of selling my franchise. So a big business transition. And I remember exactly where I was standing in my kitchen in our old house where I had had probably, <clears throat> It wasn't much because it didn't take much back then. I'd had probably three sips of wine. And I remember standing in the kitchen and thinking, this really takes the edge off. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my friend. Hmm. Um, And it was one of those days where I was feeling like my kids are three and five. My daughter just started kindergarten. Um, I was selling my business. I didn't really know what was next. And you know, mom had had a bad day. And so I just remember feeling like, okay, this could, this could help me. Yeah. Which is a big fat lie. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting that we remember those specific turning points too, right? Where yes, my life is stressful. There's a lot going on and this seems like it's helping. This is letting me turn that off switch and relax and not have to do anything. Right. 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 Uh, and so was right. it from there where, I mean, you just kind of noticed it happening more frequently. I noticed it happening, happening more frequently where I would get very excited for the weekend to come because at that point it was still very moderate. It was, you know, having split a bottle of wine with my husband on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, but over the years, it just progressed mm-hmm. to, um, you know, Thursday is now included in the weekend. Um, and then every time, like I would be invited out to a lunch or something, then, you know, everybody is drinking, right. Um, everybody orders an alcoholic beverage. And so I was like, okay, this is normal. Um, the other piece of it to me, it, for me is I started, my mom had her stroke in the beginning of 2016 and by the end of 2016, I'd sold my business and I 
was very aware of just the change from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And around those holidays in 2016, a couple of really close um, people to me made comments, I really like you when you drink. Hmm. And so I call it the approval trap. So I, other people's opinions, one of the things I've had to work, work I've had to do on myself is, is other people's opinions of me. And that was a big shift because I thought, okay, um, they like me better when I'm drinking. Yeah. And so they didn't mean it in a negative way. Right. At all. It, it just, the, the intentions were not, the intentions were not um, negative or, or damaging in nature. That, that wasn't the intent of the comment, but we were, you know, had a couple of glasses of wine in us and we were, you know, loosening up and just being, having fun. And the comment was made and it was one of those like in passing it wasn't like we were sitting down face to face, like, Jess, I really like you better when you drink. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was really just kind of like it happened and then it was over. And, but, but, but you heard it, stuck it with and me. It I stuck heard with it. You. Yeah. I heard it and it stuck with me and I kept it. I kept it. Hmm. And so, um, that, that was just, that was kind of a big, point where I was like, okay, like, yeah, I, I can do this. I can drink moderately. And then it just became like not drinking, not just on the weekends and then not, not in the evenings. I mean, I I was not, and I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of people's stories about, you know, their drinking and it wasn't like they're getting up at 9am and having a drink like that was not me at all it was just it was just kind of it just gets to a point where it's not serving you anymore you know it progressively gets more and yes and it snuck up on me it snuck up on me big time for sure so when did you quit and how did you did you just kind of get to that point where it was like this isn't working I don't want to be fun Kylan anymore no (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally joking. But did you get to a point where it was like, all right, enough is enough. This isn't working. Yeah. Um, I got to a point in 2017. I got to a point in 2018, 2019. Wait, are you you saying that it took multiple attempts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I just, it took, I've never tried it this way. Yeah. I've always tried like just setting boundaries, which let's be honest. I, and you know, this about me, I'm not a moderate person at all in any form of my life. Um, and so I was that person that was, you know, in college and right out of college who could have, could share a bottle of wine with somebody, one bottle of wine with somebody once a week, that person is gone. Hmm. So what happened was it was just, there was, there was not an off switch. And so, um, I, well, let's see, the pandemic happened, which there was just, I, I, I could not, 
see myself being successful during that. Um, and that was probably the height of the, of it. Um, but again, it wasn't like, I wasn't the only one in my circle questioning right. my relationship with alcohol. So it was kind of a conversation that I was having with, with some people in my circle and, um, a couple people like took a couple of my friends took a month here and there off with me and we just, we did it together and, you know, oh my gosh, the sleep is so much better and <laughs> all the benefits right. like we know. And then it was, it was December last year where I was just like, I am miserable. I'm just miserable. I don't have, I, I physically look different. I mentally look different. Um, I'm just not who I am. And, and during last year I turned 40 and that was a big kind of shift in my mindset because I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but when you turn 40 you really start to not give a shit about a lot of things it's just <laughs> really awesome um so the part where people approved of me more when I was drinking that I, I put a lot less pressure on myself for that because it's like it didn't that didn't matter like I, I don't give a shit about yeah. people caring about me no whether they can either love me for not drinking or not. And I yeah. don't really care. Yeah. Um, so December 30th, I decided I was done. Um, and I, we had plans to go to a New Year's Eve party, um, not party, but like get together. And um, I just didn't show up because <laughs> I was like, I'm really done. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud really of you. Done. Cause that's really hard in the beginning too is yeah. worrying. I mean, of course, worrying to a certain degree. Oh gosh, what are people going to think? Or, oh, I should go to this. I should do that. Like, but I think you do get to a point where it's like, I don't care. I have to do what's best for me. And if I don't feel good inside mm -hmm. or outside all the above, there's got to be some sort of change I got to make. So I'm glad yeah. you didn't go. Cause that's sometimes the easiest solution is uh, if I'm going to be tempted or feel, you know, negatively about right. things that are happening, then just don't go. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's hard because there's a lot of things that I've said no to for that reason, because I, it's just, it's not a, it, it's not a comfortable situation for me. Um, but I went to a girl's night at my best friend's house a few months ago or a couple months ago, and it was fine. Like mm -hmm. they know I'm not drinking. Um, I brought my my non-alcoholic can of wine mm -hmm. and I had a really good time, yeah. a really good time. And it wasn't, they were, they were pouring the wine for themselves and I, it really didn't bother me at all. So there are certain situations that I know, um, that won't bother me. And mm -hmm. when I stopped drinking, it wasn't my my journey is right now is to, I'm taking, I'm not drinking for a year because what's, when I tried to stop or tried to moderate in the past, it was always like, well, I'll stop after summer because I have, yeah. I can't miss rosé season or well, I'll stop after Thanksgiving because there's just no way. 
or I'll stop, you know, I'll stop after ski season. Cause you have to have a beer after you ski. There's always um, something. Just, yeah. There's always something always, um, you know, and it's like, Oh, well, it's red wine when it rains and rosé when it's nice. Like it's yeah. just, it's done. It's just, it was so stupid. So my, my thought process is to take an entire year off so that I can go through every single event, mm -hmm. every holiday, every season, every vacation. Um, for spring break, we went to the Turks and Caicos islands in the Caribbean and I was sober as fuck the whole time. Oh, I love it. And it was awesome. I, yeah. I, it was awesome. It was really hard. Um, but there's not a lot of difference between a virgin pina colada and a real pina colada, except for you remember everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's for me, I have absolutely no idea. I don't use the word sober in my journey because I don't, I'm just not drinking. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, that's kind of how I'm identifying it because um because that's what works again, for you I think that's I what mean, works for me yeah and it's a good reminder me. because sometimes the words and the labels like it works for some people and then it doesn't work for others and I think at the end of the day who cares what you say like if you're not drinking right yeah. now you're not drinking right now and I like also that you pointed out for you and for your mindset it is for a year and then you yeah. figure out what you want to do from there. Because for some people, it's very daunting to say, I'm never drinking again. I don't even say that. I'm not yeah. drinking today. You know, I'm, 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 I feel good. So why would I mess that up? And that's kind of always my mindset, you know, because right. sometimes when you use those words or have that mindset, it almost does the opposite, you know, like, well, gosh, right. I mean, who knows what if so-and-so, you know, dies? What if this happens? What if, you know, you, you cannot predict the future, but I think by removing that and just saying, I'm doing what feels good today, or I'm doing it for a year that can sometimes be more motivating and see more success in my opinion. So, yeah, absolutely. And for some people saying the word, using the word sober and saying I'm done forever is their jam. And that is awesome. Like absolutely. I, I, I totally I totally can see that. I mean, this is something that is so individual and I'm, I'm before my relationship with alcohol was, um, not what I wanted it to be. I was a very introspective person and I still am. And the amazing part about not drinking for this long period of time is just the amount of, um, learning about who I am mm -hmm. that's happening. Um, is really crazy. I, I definitely like I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm really shitty at small talk now. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't like, <laughs> it's so awkward. Like I always had, I, I don't think I have social anxiety, but I do now because Isn't I it weird. Yeah. You learn all like, these things. How's the weather? Like <laughs> so bizarre. It's like, this is, oh my God. I don't know. That so I have to you know, and when you're like at a, I don't know, we went to an auction a couple of months ago and it was, it was a really lovely function and it was for a very good cause. And, you know, the first thing people do is they go get a drink and then everybody starts, you know, to chat. And 
I got had a drink in my hand because I'm not comfortable without a drink in my hand. So it's like, you know, soda water and lime or whatever. Um, but the small talk part is like really hard because everybody else is so chatty and I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, focus. Like yeah. no one can focus on the conversation. Right. <laughs> like, Reel it back oh in. God. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> So oh, I don't know. That is really funny. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing that came out of your, uh, your journey. It could be, you know, I mean, we're learning things about ourselves, right? But this is kind of the part in the show where we shift to the good. So what are other things that you started noticing? Like, were there benefits you immediately saw? I know you had kind of tried to remove it or moderate it, um, before. So I'm sure a lot of the benefits you were revisiting, but what are the ones that really have stuck that you just keep you on track? Um, my mind is a lot clearer. Um, my memory, my sleep, it's just kind of an overall health shift for me. Um, and I, with absolutely quitting drinking for the year, I also was able to have, you know, mental capacity to make other changes in my life as well. And just um, like prior to, like, for example, I have always been a really hardcore exerciser and I completely quit running and I started lifting weights and walking and I've lost 12 pounds and it's, it's just kind of like, okay, just calm down again. I'm not moderate. So just calming down the intensity of putting pressure on myself to have to work out so hard or, um, I don't know, just try to be still, um, being still for me is really difficult. So, um, not setting my alarm so early in the morning, just to see what my natural sleep cycle is, because I don't know when I was drinking, it was really easy to get up at four in the morning. Um, but now it's harder, which it probably should be. Right. Right. That Um, was going to be one of my questions is, um, (laughs) as far as the fitness goes, like, have you seen, I don't want to say better results, but do you feel better in your workouts? Has it been a nice shift to not push so hard? Cause I was like that too. I mean, I was the first to volunteer for hundred burpees a day for 30 days, or we must do a marathon if we're running. Like there was always these big intense goals. And it's for me personally, been a good shift. Like you were saying that yes, walking is exercise. I can go walk a hill right. and lift weights and that's okay. <laughs> so yeah. Have you seen and where a shift? I live, yeah. And where I live walking, you're either walking up a hill or down a hill. And so it's, I've seen a huge shift in that. And it, it's also just, I think the alcohol was just revving me up so much in, um, all the areas of my life. Like intense workouts being a really negative one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized like running hurts. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Like I don't, I don't have need, to run. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to run. Do I love running? Yes, I do. Do I, and I've gone out for like a one or two miler and it's basically mental clarity and it feels good, but like, I really don't I just, I don't need it. So it's, it's not just a purge of alcohol. That's not serving me anymore. I'm trying to purge a lot of things in my life that 
aren't serving me anymore, but I couldn't do any of the other things if I was still drinking. Right. Right. I get the same feeling, you know, that I did from a long run that I get from a two hour hike. You know, it's exactly. Just, it's that feeling of being unplugged, mm-hmm. noticing everything around me, being in nature and just shutting things off. You know, it doesn't have to be a, I must run a under 10 minute mile, you know, for this long. And it's been a yeah. shift for me as well. Yeah. Well, and I think the fitness industry, sorry, one more thing about that. I well, think the fitness industry kind of encourages. That's right where I was going to go. I'm like, okay, I mean, for you and me, we have been, I don't want to say brainwashed, but let's talk about the marketing. Yeah. I mean, every race finished at a beer garden, um, every yoga class, yep. it feels like is popping up with mimosas. And what are your bar thoughts on entering it or ending, <laughs> you know, your workout with alcohol? I, I look, I think for some people it works. Um, I think that there's a lot more people now that have, that are either questioning their relationship with alcohol than there used to be. And so I, I do think that, especially where we live, you know, you and I both live in wine country and there's breweries everywhere. And like, we, we, we live in a very, um, a very saturated part of the world where the norm of drinking alcohol Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is it's weirder if you aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like where the marketing is going with, around alcohol. Um, I don't like it, but that's just my own personal comfort level. Um, but I guess I am in marketing and being a marketer for businesses, I think it's, I think a lot of it and a lot of the content that I see is really, um, it's poor judgment. Mm-hmm. Well, and do you find that you notice it more now that you're not drinking? Are you more aware? I noticed of it. it- I noticed it when I was drinking. I ignored it because I ignored it because I wasn't, I didn't have the clarity to like, I feel like noticing it and then paying attention to it is like, cause I was part of the problem, I guess. Right. Right. I was part of that problem. Um, so I noticed it. I just didn't pay any attention to it. Right. Right. <laughs> and now I mean, when I notice it, I pay attention to it and I think, geez, like, I mean, I see, I see posts on Instagram of having, you know, their little girls have, have a toast right? and with an amber colored liquid is probably cider right? in their glasses, but that's a alcohol related activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that's the message that's being started with children, um, I, I think it's a, going to be a big problem. Well, and mom to mom, I mean, that's immediately where my head goes is it's just Mm -hmm. what example are we setting for our children? You know, it is 
everywhere you look, it's alcohol. It's linked to every event. It's linked to every holiday, everywhere. I mean, everywhere you go, you cannot escape it. And so that's what worries me is that, you know, luckily we live in a time where, like you said, I think people are a little more aware. They're questioning it. But I just would like to... I'd like to get to the point where I feel like cigarettes are, you know, where it's not, yes. it's not the norm anymore, you know, that yeah. if you don't drink, it's okay. It's actually okay to deal with your stress and to process things without pouring that drink, you know, finding healthier ways to cope. And so that is my, my dream. I mean, part of the reason I like having these conversations is just to have people aware and wake up a little bit, you right. know? So I think it's, it's starting to like, um, uh, it, you can, you start to see non-alcoholic beverage options in restaurants. And, um, my favorite is, uh, Wilderton. They're at a hood river and they're a spirit, non-alcoholic spirits company and they're everywhere. Um, they're even like, (laughs) yeah, they're even like in cocktail bars downtown Portland like they're really killing it and it's just not even if you don't have a problem with alcohol but you just want to you maybe you've gone out five times that week already and you just don't want to drink again you just take a break but you're still ordering a fun drink like there's that option Mm -hmm. I don't know I just think it's smart to have options yeah smart I love it oh my gosh I love this we could talk about all this stuff for hours um (laughs) but I want to know so you dropped the alcohol. Were there any new hobbies or accomplishments or anything that you welcome? We talked about the benefits, but I want to know kind of looking forward, what has this enabled you to do now? Um, well, I started riding horses again, which I used to do, um, as a kid. So in elementary and middle school, I did dressage and hunter jumper. Um, I am not competing by any means, but I go once a week and I take a lesson out at a ranch, um, a stable in Helvetia, Oregon. And I don't invite my kids. Um, I don't even think they know where it is, but I just go and I, I ride. Um, and I, I don't know that I would have done that. Yeah. I mean, I probably wanted to, but now you have time for it. I would have, yeah. Well, I would have worked, I would have worked the drinking around the writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, I, right. And so now it's nice to just not have to work anything around what I really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Riding horses is a good, yeah. Riding horses has been a good thing Good therapy and, um, and something for you. Exactly. Something only for you. You know, I like that you said, no offense to the kids, but it's, they don't, they don't go. Yeah. This one is for mom. They don't go. No. And that's so important yeah. and such a good mm-hmm. reminder. And, you know, it can be any activity that you're filling that time with, you know, for me in the beginning, it yeah. was painting. It was like, okay, I just got to have something, something that I can do that keeps my hands busy, that has me focused, you know, um, I love that you're doing that. That's so awesome. Um, your paintings well, are beautiful too. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> thank <laughs> they you. They are. <laughs> um, thank you, YouTube. YouTube has taught me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, well, looking forward, is there anything 
Any new goals that you've set or anything that's kind of on your radar that this new chapter is kind of going to let you do? Um, yeah, I'm building businesses and um, trying to scale scale those. And um, it's just really fun. I've been working on that really, really hard since about February. Um, and I just, I, I have way too much to do and drink. drink. Drinking was just robbing my time. And that's just something you can't get back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was putting my sunset, I think I was probably maybe two or three months into this and I put him to bed and I gave him a kiss and he said mom I really like it when you give me kisses and you don't smell like wine hmm. I was like oh god that hurt yeah. oh, <laughs> that one hurt. of those lines you, though you it's know like, oh god so yeah so I I just can't I can't see going back. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm done, done, but like, I just, I don't, I have too much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love the extra time that I was given. I didn't realize yeah. how much time was wasted, you know, until I removed yeah. it. And so then you look at it and you're like, how could I have time for that? Like what a waste, you know? Oh mm-hmm. man. And sometimes those yeah. one liners, man, they, they sting, Ugh. but it's like, Oh, I am going to remember that now forever. So how could I yeah. possibly have a glass of wine and then go say goodnight to him and feel good about that? You know, like exactly. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. And so, yeah, if, yeah, I just, I can't let, they're the last people even before myself, let's be honest that I'm going to let down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So all right, my love. I don't know. It's hard. But... It is hard. It is really hard. And again, I feel like Do you go ahead. No, oh, sorry. Do you ever like have moments where like weird triggers like they just come up and you're like, what is that? Yeah, all the time. Still. Yeah. I mean, I'm about two and a half years in. And oh as gosh, of late, so you know, it's like I don't know if it's summer, finally, by the way. I think Yesterday was yeah, the first day that Oregon or got the memo. Yeah. <laughs> but it pops up out of nowhere and I don't know what it is, you know, and I really, I'm grateful that I've gotten to a point where I can analyze it, you know, like I'll look mm-hmm. at someone having a glass of wine. And I'm like, oh, that must be so nice yeah. to just sit and escape. And then I stop myself and I'm like, okay, are you tired? Are you hungry? Why are you stressed? Like, what does that, why, why do you feel that way? You don't want that, but obviously you need something. So maybe it's a glass of water or a walk without the kids. Because I'm, yeah. Well, maybe it's because you're, you're further into this journey than I am, but I, I walk by that, like a woman having a nice cold glass of Blanc at a restaurant. And I'm like, you suck why what you suck right like why me I know I can't and I have one glass of wine I at, think at lunch it takes time because oh, God. I'm, I'm not quote-unquote <laughs> cured but you eventually I feel like and I hope get to a point where no they're missing it like you know yeah. they, that maybe 
you know, and again, I don't want to sound judgy because maybe she has that glass and she's fine. You know, for me, it would not be one glass, but no, like I finally am slowly getting to the point where it's like, no, I'm the lucky one. Cause I'm a hundred percent present. I'm not, yeah. you know, escaping the problems that yep. are still going to be there when I'm done. <laughs> it's not going to yes. solve anything. <laughs> so yes. And I'm oh, type A, so I've packed my calendar with everything by the hour and I have to, <laughs> but things to do, I can't, I can't, I like can't. I just can't do it. It's just not so, going to work. <laughs> yeah. It passed, it passes. I was, I, this happened last week. Jake and I were having lunch and I walked by this table and there was a, the frosted Chardonnay or Chardonnay Sauvignon glass of wine. And I was just like, oh, you suck. <laughs> you suck. And then I got to our table and I ordered some iced tea and I was just fine, but it's like, it had to pass. Yeah. It had to pass. And Jake's yep. doing this with me, by the way, which is helpful. Oh, he is. Um, oh, see, I didn't even ask that. That's super helpful. Yeah. 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 So, so, and cause did you guys drink the same things? Like when you would drink? Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Par- partners in crime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the only, I mean, I don't want to say the only, my husband still drinks, but we never drink the same things. So I think gotcha. that would be an issue in the beginning for me, if he was pouring yeah. what I would drink and right in front of me, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, 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 this is not, this is not okay. <laughs> right. right. Oh, right. All right. Well, I'm looking at my, my list, my cheat sheet. The last question I have for you is one that I always ask my guests, which is to the one or many people that are listening and feeling inspired to make a change. What advice would you give them? Okay. This is a two-part question answer to your question. Sorry. Um, I would say if you're in a situation where you have a serious, serious problem. Um, I would say do whatever you can to get help now. Um, but if you're more like you and I, where there's just a, you know, it's not serving you. There's just a lot of questions in your head. Like, you you know, you want to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. First of all, you can't re in my experience, you can't evaluate your relationship with alcohol when you're consuming alcohol. Amen. So if you think, <laughs> if you think you can like sit down, so, cause I've done this, I've tried this, you know, just, I can't like, help but laugh. I imagine us sitting with a glass of wine. I don't know. I feel pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's not going to work. I don't know. I mean, my judgment is impaired. So, I mean, I think we're fine. Everything's fine. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. Continue. So that being said, like I've tried that tactic as I've tried almost all of them sitting there with it, with your, you know, your beverage of choice, contemplating your relationship with alcohol, probably not the best setting. Um, and then, you know, you just have to be ready. And, and sometimes the pressure of, of, stopping drinking or taking a break or whatever it is, is so intense that you have to drink more. (laughs) Just my advice there is to just be, just be really, take it slow, right? Just you're ready when you're ready. And hopefully, hopefully bad stuff won't happen. You know, hopefully the, the consequences won't be too, too much. Um, 
I mean, I can, everybody has consequences, right? Everybody has stories. Um, but it just, just be really patient with yourself and, and give yourself some grace on this process because it's not what works for me. doesn't work for you. Works for you. doesn't work for other people. You know, it's really, it's a really weird, it's a really weird process. It's not a one size fits all. And no, know, and it's, it's it takes a lot of day roller ones. coaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a roller coaster of easy and hard. Like I would say I'm at the point now where I guess I'm almost six months without alcohol. I don't think about it every day at all. I don't think about it at all. But that took a while. Right. Because right. your body tells you and your brain tells you, hey, remember me? Yeah. It'll be different this Fine. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, um, great reminders. Did you have something else? Did I cut you off? I don't think so. Uh, well, but. and and it is hard, you know, and like you said, there are easier days, there are harder days, and you just have to keep going. I mean, keep going and remember why you started. and whether it's, you know, a one-liner by your kid at bedtime or you yeah. know, just how you're feeling, hold on to that, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And remember what the goal is because it's worth it. It really is. Yeah. I guess the other thing I've done differently this time is I've involved my kids in this. I've talked to them about it um, and asked them, uh, painfully asked them how it, how how do you think this has affected you? And they, they were ready with answers. And I was like, really? Shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're 10 and 12. They're not three and five anymore. Right. Like, and so, um, some of the answers hurt and some of the answers were like, well, of course, you know, um, but one of my daughter's answers, this is hysterical. One of her answers was, I just don't want to go to a winery on the weekends all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, but we bring snacks and games. That is She's hilarious. Like, that is like, how we know we live it. where we live, right? Where I it's know. Just, well, it's part we of the do. weekend. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I canceled, I canceled uh, all the wine memberships and I was like, okay. All right. Good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I'm so proud of you and I'm thankful that Thank you're you. here and I appreciate you sharing what you shared because sometimes it feels kind of vulnerable and kind of yucky in the beginning, but then you're like, but I feel good and I want other people to feel good. And I just appreciate you being so honest and taking the time. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, thank you for having me. Oh, of course. This has been fun. I always say it. I'm like, I get like some quiet time in my really messy closet talking to an old friend. So I'm the lucky one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, my dear. And thank you everybody for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if 
the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.